And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. And a house is not a home when there's no one there to hold you tight and no one there that you can kiss good night. Welcome to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here, as you can tell, on a Valentine's Day uh, program. So we thought we'd change the music up. We normally have that hard-hitting music, you know, Clint Eastwood, like, uh-oh, new sheriff is here. <laughs> but um, since it's Valentine's Day, you know, um, I tell you folks, it seems like yesterday was 10 years ago that I sent the very first Valentine to Mrs. Hatchet. Of course, she was not Mrs. Hatchet quite yet, but she was Mrs. Hatchet later on that year. So, uh, you know, the Hatchet Man is a happy camper. Uh, God answered my prayer. And uh, listen, my, my prayer for you out there is that uh, this Valentine's Day would see uh, a kindling or a rekindling, whatever it might be, uh, with you and your loved one. Uh, God knows we need a whole lot uh, more love in this world. And uh, look, we have a fantastic program. And we're going to, you know, throughout the program, as we go back and forth in the break, we're going to have uh, some some real nice old school love songs. OK, uh, show these young folks how we used to do it back in the day. And I'm saying we because I'm looking across the table here for you who are uh, viewing on the hatchet cam. Uh, we have a, a real man's world uh, guest today. Uh, we have Dale Sturdivant. Uh Dale is throwing his hat in the ring to challenge uh, Senator Frank Ruff uh, for a Senate in the uh, Virginia Senate in the 15th Senatorial District. And so he's announcing his candidacy here on the Really Real Deal. And Dale, thank you so much uh, for doing that uh, and for announcing it here. Uh, you know, this program is the Really Real Deal. And what I know of you uh, you are the really real deal. So thank you and welcome to the program. Glad to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. So now to start out, you know, we, we got we're going to get to all of the things with Trump and the wall and he's going to declare national emergency, which is good. But let's start with Virginia politics since you are running for Senate. And, you know, Virginia is making not only national news, Virginia is making world news. Okay, with all the events, the turmoil up at the top uh, with the Democrat Party. And uh, here you are, you know, running in the Republican primary against an establishment, a guy who's a baby boomer uh, generationally. And here you are, you're my generation, Generation X. And so, <laughs> you know, what 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 do you have to say about Well, first, introduce yourself and, and a little bit about your background. 
Thank you, Brother Craig. My name is Dale Sturdivant, and um, the past 29 years I've been serving um, the country and the Commonwealth. Eight years in the Marine Corps, combat action vet, served in Desert Shield, Desert Storm. After that, I went from one uniform to the other one. I've been with the Virginia State Police for 21 years and served as a uniform and plainclothes guy. And I've just been honored to serve. And at this stage of my career, I'm ready to make the next move and serve in a different way. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so now, and you've been sort of the tip of the spear in both your capacities in in uniform uh, as a soldier and working for, uh, it was state police, correct? Yes, Virginia State Police. Yeah. So you uh, can you... Can you discuss any of the things that that you've done? I mean, you don't have to shoot me if you tell me, do you? <laughs> no, I resigned last week so I could run. I've served in the uniform capacity. I was one of those tactical team guys, you know, the guys that they call when they need some serious work done. I did that. Mm-hmm. Honored to do it. Honored mm-hmm. to do it. And unfortunately, we just lost a, a trooper recently, and he was on the third division tag team, and um, he was doing his job. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in the service that he was providing, he lost his life. And and that's part of why I'm running. We need to focus on the people that are out here doing the work, uh, men and women in uniform, the state police, local sheriff's office, and the EMS and fire and rescue. They're the ones that's the backbone of our community. Mm-hmm. So we really, really need to focus on them. Um, I, after that, I got promoted to agent. I've done uh, computer crimes. I've done intel gathering. And my last um, gig was the drug task force coordinator. Um, and the biggest emphasis now is the number of people we have overdosing mm-hmm. on heroin mm-hmm. and fentanyl. Um, last year, I believe 70,000 people in the U.S. died mm-hmm. more than the Vietnam War. So the resources have to be put to that effort. Um, and the men and women who are fighting that fight, they got to be given the tools they need to be successful. Mm-hmm. Now, the 15th Senatorial District, now I know you would be voting on issues for the entire state of Virginia, but... You know, tell our audience a little bit about, you know, I know it's on the other side of the mountains. That's about as much as my knowledge is of the 15th Senatorial District. So uh, tell tell our audience uh, where it is, what it is, and what's unique about that district. I call it God's country. It's a, it's a beautiful part of Southside. Some people call it Southern Virginia. Um, the largest lake in Virginia, in Mecklenburg County. Um, Bugs Island, and we also call it Kerr Lake, is down that way. It mm-hmm. is a is one of the largest districts, if not the largest district. Um, farming community, really great people, hardworking people um, that, unfortunately, because of where we're at, we're not an urban area. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes into one of my focuses. We talk about, you know, school choice in the voucher program. Um, down in some of our counties, the rural counties, mm-hmm. the whole county has one high school. Oh, okay. That's the only choice you got. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to go to private school. Mm-hmm. Areas like Richmond and Chesterfield, kids have multiple high schools in which they can choose from. Mm-hmm. And they apply and they go. Down our way, you have one high school, and that's the only choice you got. And if you don't go to that school, you got to pay an out-of-state, an out-of-area um, fee. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm for that school voucher, because if people want to send their children to another place to learn, mm-hmm. the state money should go with them. Mm-hmm. It's not taking anything from the public school because the kid isn't going to be there anyway. Right. So we need to have more opportunities for education. And when you think about each one of us, I wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here without our educators. Mm -hmm. They're the ones to help lay that foundation down for us. And educators have to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. They have to be taken care of. So that's the fight. I've heard the bell. Um, I resign. I did not retire because I'm not 50 yet. Mm -hmm. So someone asked, why are you resigning? Well, 
if I want to run for Senate, you know, sometimes you have to give up something to put mm-hmm. yourself in a better position to be in the fight. And that's what I've done. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Now, with the school choice issue, uh, you know, the, my my many listeners will know that I've been a big school choice advocate for many, many years, pro- for really as long, more years really than I've been on the radio. And I'm in favor of universal voucher systems. So there's one school in that area now what a universal voucher system would do maybe a, a competitive school would rise up in that area to claim those voucher dollars. And so have you thought about the challenges to the teachers uh, via the teachers' unions? They, they're going to look at this as uh, something that's personal against them as opposed to something that's either good or bad for the students. Uh, we have this clip we play sometime where the president of the the uh, teachers union gives a speech to thousands of people, and he says emphatically, "It's not about the children; it's about us." Okay, and they applaud him wildly. And uh, you, have you given any thought, had any conversations with anyone about uh, that, and and how to navigate that? It, because the the public loves vouchers, but the teachers don't like it. Oftentimes when I talk to people about vouchers, the first thing that comes to mind is you're going to take money from out of the school. Well, if you properly pay the teachers for what they're worth, their job is, is so much more than just teaching content. We have so many broken families now. When they, They're like uh, they're counselors. They're more than just a teacher. Mm-hmm. But because of the additional duties, number one, they should be one of the highest paid groups in the area because of their job. Mm-hmm. But they haven't been traditionally over the years. So you have to invest in the future. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay those educators. Okay. Well, it's, it's, we, that, that's, that's going to be a big battle <laughs> to come. Uh, we're right up against our first break. And uh, what we're going to do, we're going to take that first break. If you're just joining us, we have Dale Sturdivant with us. Uh, Dale is challenging Senator Frank Ruff in the Republican uh, primary for the right to represent the citizens of the 15th Senatorial District in Southside, Virginia. We're going to take a first break, and we will be right back. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. You bring me joy when I'm down. I show much joy when I lose my way. Your love comes smiling. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army, military groups like Special Operations, Wounded Warriors, Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance, and there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia. Before the day 
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on a Valentine's Day as we listen to a little bit of the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. And you make me feel, well, I can't say like a natural woman because I'm a natural man. <laughs> now, there's some guys that would just say that, but not the hatchet man. <laughs> and not my guest, Dale Sturdy Sturdifin. Uh He's taking on um, Senator Frank Ruff out in the 15th Senatorial District, and uh, he's kind enough to uh, be my guest here in studio. And, uh, and Dale, thank you so much again. And, uh, you look, you came out to the march we had. The news media said it was a few hundred people. It was actually uh, between two and 3,000 people. Uh, Channel 8 in Richmond mentioned the march for 10 seconds. Channel 6 and Channel 12 did not mention it at all. And then there was a gathering of about 50 people, not 3,000 people, but 50 people who had a coffin with um, Governor Northam's name on it. They were wanting him to resign over the blackface issue. So we have these two issues, 20 million aborted babies versus some 35-year-old pictures. Uh, now you were you were at the march. What are your thoughts on that and the and the way the media does uh, does this? You know, it was an honor to attend the march. And when you look at the numbers, the numbers don't lie. Uh, when you're talking about twenty plus million souls taken away, you know that number it it is is staggering when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I met a, a lady there, the author of a book, and I, I took a picture with her, and I put it on my Facebook page. Terry Beatley. Terry Beatley. Yes. And I took the picture, and when I saw the sign, I had to because it was controversial. Mm-hmm. And the sign said, KKK kill X number of African Americans versus um, abortion has killed 21 plus million. Mm-hmm. And I put that on my Facebook page, and I got a lot of attention, and it all mm-hmm. wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was 3,446 uh, 3, from the Klan, the Democrat Klan, by the way. That there were no Republican Klan members. And oftentimes people forget that. Mm-hmm. But the one thing people, when they saw the KKK, they didn't get past that. They said, well, that number can't be right. Yeah, it has to be over. How do we know how many people um, were killed? And I said, well, that number may not be right, but look at the other number of 21 million. Mm-hmm. If you if you figure a population, um, if we're going to then act, talk specifically about race. Well, what about the African-Americans? Why are you talking about African-Americans? Well, I think we roughly have 40 million African-Americans. Right. In Thir- the U- 13% of the country's okay. population. So we have roughly 40 million African-Americans living today. Mm-hmm. And since 1973, 21 million have been aborted. Right. Over half. Over half. Mm-hmm. You have to pay attention and open your eyes. Mm-hmm. But they're more focused on the black face and Mm-hmm. And everyone's, you know, giving him a pass for that. But let's talk about the abortion piece, yeah. the aborted side. How do you break through when you have, like I said, Channel 8 mentioned it for 10 seconds. Uh, uh, the other two stations didn't mention it at all. There's this concerted effort on the part of Democrats to cover for Governor Northam in the comments he made, how he coolly and calmly described how he would uh, make the baby comfortable and then decide whether or not the baby could live. And they've successfully, other than this program, they have successfully gotten it off the news. And now the focus is on, you know, Michael Jackson uh, dance contest. And who was the other one? Curtis Blow? Curtis Blow. 
Yes. Yeah. You, do you even remember Curtis? Now, I I, I'm a little bit older than you. I remember Curtis Blow. <laughs> I guess kind of like Curtis bro, Blow, these, you know, these are the breaks, you know. So Yeah, yeah these are. Yeah. So the governor's like, the, you know, I, I just look at that. But it's amazing the shell game they play. They do a mm-hmm. shift. Yeah. They do a shift. When you're talking about 20 million children being aborted versus a picture that he had that he first said he, it was him, and then he said mm-hmm. it wasn't him. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing how that happened. Yeah. But then now you're looking at, you know, everyone's holding hands and singing there and they want they want to go with healing. But abortions are still happening. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, yeah. and there was no apology for that. Now, Northam is apologizing because he wanted to be Michael Jackson and and Herring is apologizing because he wanted to be uh, Curtis Blow. I mean, he's 19 and he wants to dance. Big deal. Right. You know, uh, but neither of them. Nor is Justin Fairfax apologized. Justin Fairfax used to work for Planned Parenthood. Now, what was uh, you? You have an opponent, uh, Senator Ruff. Was he at the march? No, I did not see um, Frank at the march. Um, I actually saw him today when I went by his office um, just to touch bases with him. Um, but you, you think about a life. You, you've heard Black Lives Matter. You hear this: Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter. All lives matter. What about the life of the unborn? Mm-hmm. You well, know? They, they matter to our side. Now, to the other side, they, they it seems that political power matters more than innocent life. And these are people that they would not deny health care to an illegal alien. They would not deny health care to a criminal, a murderer, or a terrorist. But they would deny health care to a baby in utero. So... How, from your vantage point of wanting to be the senator, can your impact be legal or can your impact be as a spokesman, as as someone who can go around and have a bully pulpit and perhaps change hearts? Well, the conversation, we must first acknowledge every life is important. And you have abortions where people have having multiple abortions. And the other argument is, you know, the women have, that's their body, okay? Where's the in-between? Are these unwanted pregnancies? Are these planned pregnancies? And there are people that want to uh, adopt. They, there are plenty of people that want to adopt. So part of it is what can we do? What's the conversation mm-hmm. prior to the abortion or prior to getting pregnant? We're in 2019. So as a senator, would uh, are there things you can do legislatively? And which would which would require changing some hearts in the Senate and in the House of Delegates and would it would require having a Republican governor because a Democrat governor is not going to sign anything that the legislature passes in regards to helping life. Is is that you would that be your focus or would you would you focus on having the conversation that you're discussing in small groups around your district and around the state? You, I would start with having small conversations, real conversations, because the pain of of I've had people come to me and say that, you know, I, I, I regret that I did it. I mm-hmm. wish I had another opportunity to talk to someone about adoption mm-hmm. or I wish I had an opportunity to to be engaged with preventive um, things that they could have done. Right. Having access mm-hmm. to those access to pre- prevention is way better than aborting on the backside for convenience. Right. 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 
Yeah, uh, that's the old saying, uh, 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 an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah, so, but look, we're 30 seconds to the bottom of the hour news break. And listen, folks, if you're just joining us, my special guest in studio is Dale Sturdivant. He's just announced that he's challenging Senator Frank Ruff for the right to represent the Republican Party in the 15th Senatorial District of Virginia. We're going to take our bottom of the hour news break, and we'll be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. She's faced the hardest times you could imagine. Many times her eyes fall back the teeth, Lord, Lord. And when her useful world was about still rains in midnight silence in her Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live as we listen to a little bit of New Birth. Uh, Hey, that's from way back in the day. The hatchet man was kind of fresh back in them days. (laughs) And uh, But you know, Dale, and uh, listen, folks, if you're just joining us here on The Really Real Deal, uh, our Really Real Deal guest is Dale Sturdivant. He's running for Senate in the 15th Senatorial District against uh, current Senator Frank Ruff, running as a Republican in the Republican uh, primary. And that song, Dale, okay, Wildflower, she's a free and gentle flower growing wild. And the song, that's romance, man, from back in the day. But it 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 leads into current statistics in many of the uh, areas of the United States of America where you have gen- multiple generations of divided party voting. Okay, Democrats have habits. Republicans have habits. It used to be that black Americans voted habitually Republican. And when they did, there were 88 percent intact families and only 12 percent of children were born out of wedlock. Today, it's the exact opposite. Okay, and so the, the women are very stressed like the gentleman was singing in that song. And so what are your thoughts on the, the two parties? Because you, you're running in a Republican primary, okay? And, uh, and then you're going to have a Democrat opponent in the general uh, election. And you have people that they just hear Republican, Democrat, they don't hear issues. And the, the brick wall goes up. So this is here on Valentine's Day. I'm going to throw this. This is a big one here. <laughs> throwing it at you, brother. So, so what are your thoughts on the social dynamics in family life, uh, multiple intergenerational issues, uh, Republican versus uh, Democrat, and this 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 scourge of eighty eight percent out of wedlock births and only twelve percent of black children born with a mother and a father, one hundred percent turnaround. Well, you, you know, you mentioned that wall, right? That yes. wall. I want to take this sledgehammer and just knock that wall down, and I tell you why. 
I've talked to many people, and I started doing my petitions. I was talking to people I know in the community, and the first thing they say is, Dale, I'm going to vote for you, but even though I'm a Republican. And I look at them, and I said, I'm a Republican as well. And this has happened time and time again. But why do they say that? Oh, they thought you were running as a Democrat. They thought I was running as a Democrat. And you know why? <laughs> yeah. It, it, they see brown skin. They see and brown they, skin. And they make an assumption. And they make an assumption. You know, I, I looked at my birth certificate the other day, mm-hmm. and it told me I was a boy. Mm-hmm. It told me year and where I was born. Mm-hmm. But it didn't tell me whether or not I was going to be a Republican or a Democrat. <laughs> but that's a decision I made by myself as a man, a yes. learned man. Yes. You know, and it's almost as though if, if you're a person of color, Oh, that, that person must be a Democrat. It is the biggest lie. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the facts of what the two sides are, Republicans are more Second Amendment, right? Mm-hmm. Democrats are not. I, when I talk to people, they're all for Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. I'm coming from Southside, Virginia, where you got a lot of hunters and fishermen. They love the guns back my way. I love my guns. So how about the Democrats? Do the Democrats in your district love their guns? The Democrats, some Democrats love their guns. Oh, okay. But it's just the idea of, well, one, if you look at someone as brown, it's like the idea that person must be. A, it is the, it's a marketing piece. It's, it's the biggest lie I've ever mm-hmm. seen. But brown people are Republicans, too. Yeah. We believe, uh, uh, I believe, some of those issues of man should be married to a woman. Amen. You know, I believe in my Second Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that there is an attack on Christianity and God loving people need to stand up and say, we love God. We need mm-hmm. to talk about God more. We can talk about everything else, but no one wants to talk about God. Mm-hmm. Well, Trump's doing it. And Trump's look, doing and Trump's it. making a headway that 90 percent Democrat uh, block vote. It's uh, now rather than 10 percent. You have, I think, 22 percent approval of Trump in the black community. So Trump is helping you, man. I, I challenge anyone. Look at their dollar or penny. It says one thing. In God, we trust. Amen to that, brother. Yeah. Listen, folks, we're going to take another quick break and uh, we will be right back with Dale Sturdivan running against Frank Ruff in the 15th Senatorial District. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Welcome back to the program, America. A little bit of mood is mood for love there, courtesy of uh, one George Benson, uh, one of my big favorite singers back when I was in high school. I was a, one of those strange kids. Everyone else was in the Curtis Blow. I was in the George Benson. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the program, folks. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, here with my very special guest, Dale Sturdivant, uh here and um, uh, talking about his uh, challenge to uh, Senator, sitting Senator Frank Ruff uh, for the right to represent the Republicans uh, in the upcoming uh, 15th Senatorial District uh, primary elections. And uh, when are, uh, what's it, in June coming June up? June the 11th. June, yes. June the 11th, yeah, yeah. And thank you again for uh, giving us so much time here today. 
And uh, and thank you for making your announcement here. And there was something else you wanted to say. Well, this is a big day as I'm announcing the first time on the radio. But more importantly, I want to yeah, wish my wife a happy Valentine's Day. I didn't talk about that earlier. Me and my wife, we've been married for 28 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I, we met in Hawaii. Hawaii. Wow. We were both in the Marine Corps. Both in the we, Marine Corps. We both graduated the same day from Paris Island, South Carolina, and did not know it. My wife's from California. I'm from Virginia. Mm-hmm. My and, wife's from California, <laughs> too. <laughs> She's from uh, Santa Ana. And we graduated the same day from Paris Island, and we met in Hawaii. Wow. And um, we both served in Desert Shield, Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. Came back 28 years later and five children and two granddaughters. Wow. Uh, we're still going strong. My uh, All of my daughters have served or are currently serving in the military. Really? Uh, yes. My oldest daughter, she's a captain in the Marine Corps. She has two children. Mm-hmm. Uh, my middle daughter, she was a sergeant in the Marine Corps out in California. She's a reservist now. And my youngest daughter, she's an ensign in the Navy, and uh, she's stationed on the Gabriella Gifford. Um, proud of those girls. They they're wow. all have been working hard. Mm-hmm. Um, two of my daughters graduated from the Naval Academy. Um, my middle daughter, she attended Notre Dame. Um, my youngest son, he just found out. He has gotten accepted into the Naval Academy as well. So he oh, wants to be a Marine goodness. Corps pilot. So we're proud of them. But we, you know, it's the standard. You teach mm-hmm. them. We teach our children. You know, this is a cold world we live in. Don't expect anything to be given to you. Mm-hmm. You have to work hard. Mm-hmm. And if you work hard and you do your part, you can achieve just about anything you want. Wow. Dale, you know something, man. You're running against Frank Ruff. You should be running against Mark Warner for the, for the, big, the big Senate job. <laughs> you know, folks, I'm serious. I'm I'm cracking a joke, but I'm serious that, you know, Donald Trump said this or it was said about Donald Trump. And it applies to you, Dale, and, and your wife. What's your wife's name? Dominique. Dominique. It, yes. This applies to you and Dominique. You cannot fake good children. You just can't do it, you know. And so now two Naval Academy graduates and a third one on the way. Yes, a third one on the way. Man, let me reach across this desk and shake your hand. <laughs> Thank Good you. God Almighty. You. Yes, Thank that's you. a blessing, man. Well, it's the standard. We tell our children, you work hard. You know, you do your part in class, mm-hmm. and, and we're going to do our part on the outside to support you in everything. Um, our kids are very active in sports mm-hmm. um, and, and, and academics. Academics is first because... You can play a sport and break your leg, that's it. But what you have upstairs, mm-hmm. it'll last you forever, mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. So we teach our children to be driven and work hard mm-hmm. and don't make excuses. Amen Don't make that. excuses. Yeah. And that's one of the big problems. That's one of the big divides I see between the two parties. We have one party that is uh, all about being a member of a victim group. And if you're like, if you're victimized, that's high status. And so people seek to be a victim. And on our side, we're trying to teach people what the word of God says, which is that we are able to conquer, you know, just have to trust in the Lord. Trust and believe. And tell you a story. My daughter, she wrote, an, uh, my oldest daughter, the one's in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. She wrote a, a, a story about a time when she was a kid. She was on her bike and she fell off her bike. It's when we lived in Stafford County. Mm-hmm. She fell off her bike and she hurt her little knee. And she looked down, and she was rubbing that knee, and I told her, I said, get back on your bike. We came out for a bike ride. Mm-hmm. I said, pain will go away eventually, but do you quit, or do you continue on what your, your goal is? And she never forgot that. Wow, she wrote that in the she story. She wrote it in the story, and she got back on that bike, 
and we kept riding, and it's called drive. You just can't lay down. Mm-hmm. Something's always going to come your way. That's right. And if you're going to sit and pout, guess what? The world continues on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a powerful lesson, man. We need you in the Senate. <laughs> I'm well, telling you. I, I, I want to serve. Yeah. You know, I've served on a YMCA board. I've served. Um, I'm currently the chairman of the Mecklenburg County School Board. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about serving, giving back. If you can give back, mm-hmm. you must give back. Mm-hmm. You must. If God has given you the ability to do something, you help your fellow man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of my favorite songs, May the Work I've Done Speak for Me. Mm-hmm. That's the creed I go by. Mm-hmm. That's who I am. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, you told us about three daughters in the military. One son just got accepted to the Naval Academy. Now, you got one more child. One What's more going son. On with that one, one more son. He's a sophomore this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a sophomore, and um, currently he's he's working out. He's getting ready to play soccer. Soccer's about to start. Mm-hmm. He just got done with his JV basketball season, so he's mm-hmm. getting ready for soccer right now. Oh, okay. So we just keep him moving. They're three sport guys, and... Um, because if they can do it and they enjoy it, we encourage them to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fascinating. You guys both graduated the same day, didn't know it until you met in Hawaii. Did not know it. <laughs> Did not know it. Um, yeah. We've been together ever since, 28 oh, years later. Wow, that sounds like a Hallmark card. <laughs> yeah. So now, okay, we got one more minute to break here, and... You know that I I found your 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 story really fascinating about family, and it's been said by some very very brilliant people that if Americans would just postpone having children until they get married and finish high school, very low standards. This is not a, a super high standard, very low standards. But if they would just do those two things, the then there would be trillions of dollars that the government would save because people would not be in poverty. The chance of them being in poverty would would be in single digits. And your thoughts on that? And I apologize. We we got to do that in thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it, it 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 will be better um, to do that. Marriage isn't easy, but it is a joy to be able to look back at someone to look at your wife in the eye and just look at all the memories you've had. Hmm. It, it is is a uh, is an amazing thing, and I'm just thankful I've been married to my bride for 28 years. Amen. Hey, I can I can say amen to that because I have Mrs. Hatchet. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back and wrap up the first hour of the program. A man and his microphone, brother Craig. Just for a moment. Just for an hour, just to be close to you, girl. Well, welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here, wrapping up our first hour of today's program on a very special Valentine's Day. Our special guest in studio, Dale Sturdivant, uh, running for the 15th Senatorial District uh, seat against sitting Senator Frank Ruff. And uh, thank you again, Dale. And uh, 
Look, let me just uh, give you these last three minutes here uh, since you have to run, uh, you know, and, and for good reason. It is Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> you want uh, after 28 great years, you want a 29th year. Yes, uh, I do. All right. I understand. So, uh, yeah. So tell folks how they can get in touch with you um, and, and, and just however you want to wrap up these last uh, two or three minutes. Okay. I just want to talk about the 15th district. Um, is probably the largest district in the Commonwealth. Um, Charlotte County, Mecklenburg, Lunenburg, Nottoway, um, Campbell County, Dinwiddie, Halifax, Pennsylvania County, a portion of Prince George and Danville City. Um, I'm in the process of starting to get my signatures. I need 250 signatures, so I, I look forward to meeting people in all of those areas so they can get to know me. I'm on Facebook, um, easy to find. Just look Dale, D-A-L-E, Sturdifen, S-T-U-R-D-I-F-E-N. Um, just send me a request. A lot of information is out there. I'm an open book type guy. Um, so I look forward to getting out to those areas of, of um, District 15 that I haven't been yet. I've traveled as I work with the state police in most of those areas, and I know most people. So I look forward to doing some face-to-face. And I tell you, what's going to be important to me is I would like to have an open debate in every county. So when people want to know about my difference between me and Frank, I want the people to have an opportunity, all the people, to see me and Frank side by side in an open debate. That way they can hear it at one time, they can do some Q&A, and we can have a good time at it. Um, that's who I am. And there's a senator, um, Amanda Chase. Mm-hmm. I know recently she um, thinks she wore a pistol um, to work. Yeah, yeah. And she, uh, she has a program at this station, matter of I, fact. I can tell you, I haven't met Amanda, but I look forward to meeting another warrior who supports um, the Second Amendment as strongly as I do. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm looking forward to hitting the road. Um, but I want all the people, if you want us to do a debate, hey, send us some messages. You can reach me through Facebook. And I would love to do a head to head in every county with Frank Ruff. And that way people can hear the difference and see us side by side. Okay. Hey, sounds great. And uh, we will uh, reach out to Senator Ruff and uh, give him an opportunity to come here to uh, counter you. And uh, But I wish you I wish you very, very uh, much success. And I uh, really appreciate you announcing here on The Really Real Deal. We're going to take our top of the hour news break, folks, and we will be right back. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Come along. My lonely days are over. That's what you are. Unforgettable. Oh, near or far Like a song of love that clings to me How the thought of you Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. Now, that was music, folks. Uh, Nat King Cole. And uh, man, any second now, his daughter, Natalie, she's going to start up. 
<laughs> well, it's gone now <laughs> anyway. But uh, uh, another one of my favorites from way back in the day. I told you, folks, I was a real, real strange uh, young person when everyone else was, you know, the hip, the hop, the hip, hip, it, hip, it, hop, 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 the, uh, you know, Curtis Blow. <laughs> And uh, I think that was the Sugar Hill uh, gang. Uh, I do kind of remember that one. I think that was the first one that came out. And in in all honesty, I did kind of like that one. That's why I can remember a little teeny bit of it. But, you know, I was really more of a Nat King Cole guy, Frank Sinatra, uh, George Benson. Uh, Yeah, I was a real strange uh, young teenager. (laughs) But anyway... Uh, we have really, really uh, nice uh, Valentine's uh, Day music. And, uh, you know, and I pray that you all out there are as blessed as I am to have my sweet and wonderful Mrs. Hatchet uh, in my life. Uh, a woman that I, I literally prayed to God to send me a woman just like her. And he answered my prayer. And so I'm very, very thankful for that. And, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm, all, I'm also thankful that uh, we just had a fantastic one hour interview with a with a really real deal uh, guy, Dale Sturdivant, running for Senate, and uh, I wish him all the success in the world. And I think, I think number one, I think he will win that race. Okay, the times in which we live, you see, the, these times are the only times that a guy like Trump could win. You know, Trump could not have become president 20 years ago, okay? 20 years into the future, I don't think Trump could become president. But Trump is president now because we live in an era, this is a time what the ancients called ekpyrosis. And the concept of ekpyrosis was the end of one age and the beginning of another. And now the ancients discussed it theoretically because they discussed it as in a galactic sense. I don't mean it galactically as though there's going to be, you know, a clash from, you know, another galaxy and which is the way they meant it. The, the, you know, just this, this big, huge clash. I mean it at the end of an age, which happens every four generations. And many of you who are longtime listeners to this program, you know, uh, you know, that I've shared this, uh, but, you know, we, we have a, a new listening demographic now that we're in this uh, drive time uh, slot. So I'm going to repeat it. And th- you who've heard this, just bear with me. But every four generations, this nation uh, goes through uh, a war with itself. And the Revolutionary War was Americans fighting Americans as well as fighting the British because only one third wanted to separate one third wanted to stay and one third uh, didn't care. OK, so the two thirds that did care, they fought each other. So the Patriots, George Washington and the Patriots had to fight not only the British, but they had to fight the loyalists, which will, that was the swamp of the day. So when Donald Trump talks about draining the swamp, guess what? Every four generations, the swamp has to be drained. And so the swamp got drained in 1776. Well, lo and behold, four generations later, the swamp is full again. And unresolved issues in the founding, i.e. slavery, okay, the big issue. 
Now, slavery was not the only issue in the Civil War, but it was the prime issue in the Civil War. And so exactly four generations later, okay, you, we are fighting each other again. 700,000 uh, men died, okay? So, the, and, and look, that's more than all other American wars combined. From the, from the revolution uh, right on up to today, we have not lost 700,000 men like we did in the Civil War. And so four, four more generations going forward, World War II, okay? And again, you have evil and you have the concept that freedom is a gift from God. And it's always those two ideas, always those same two ideas. There's one group that wants freedom and there's another group that says, I have the power and the authority to put a limit on what your freedom is, whether that was the British or whether that was the Democrats who wanted to maintain slavery or, you know, in the World War II era, whether that was the Nazis or the uh, Imperial Japanese, you know, or whether that was the fascistic Italians under Mussolini. Okay. It's all, or, or the, let's not forget the Muslims. Okay. The Mufti of Jerusalem, the, the, uh, the Ottomans. Okay. All of these, you know, all the, what was left over from the break, the Ottoman Empire broke up in World War One, and so the the remnants in World War Two, they they sided with uh, the Germans in World War One and in World War Two. So all of these different uh, people that believe in domination, okay, over freedom, there was a battle, and so right now we are four generations, and it's always every four generations, folks. Always. We're exactly four generations after World War II, and the, the two the sides haven't changed. Okay? And it's amazing that the Democrats, <laughs> the Democrats, they still want big government. The Democrats, they still want the power to put a limit on your freedom and my freedom, and they even want to put limits on the freedom of a baby in the womb to live. Governor Northam wants to be able to say, you know, that baby's too sick. That baby's not perfect enough. Or that mother, she has enough children. She can't feed all those children. And the government, we don't want to keep sending her welfare checks. Okay? This, so this is what happens when you empower government, when you allow the swamp to grow. And, and it's, in the swamp, that's what it does. It grows. You know, World War II, the Depression, you know, the roaring 20s, there was a big swamp, a big, great big swamp, okay? And so the Depression kind of wiped a lot of that out, and now over these last, you know, 80-some-odd years, it's built back up again, and Donald Trump is vowing to drain that swamp. Well, what about the state of Virginia? And it's not just Democrats. It's Democrats and go-along-to-get-along Republicans who do nothing. They do nothing, Okay. Folks are upset with Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats because they won't give Trump his money for the wall. Well, then why didn't the Republicans give him the money when the Republicans had control? I mean, let's just be real now. We can't just say it's only the Democrats. It's not just the Democrats. It's primarily the Democrats. But the Democrats have help, just like the British had help. Okay? And so... These go-along-to-get-along, do-nothing Republicans, 
these people are going to be replaced. And so you have a young man, my generation, I love it. My, I, you know, that, that sounds real sweet rolling off my tongue. My generation. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, folks, all my life since I was a teenager, I've been hearing about these dreaded baby boomers. OK, <laughs> I mean, I remember the first time I ever heard the term baby boomer and it was uh, Walter Cronkite. And that's the way it is. Uh, February 14th, uh, 1970. Uh, the baby boomers are rising. I mean, I, I, and ever since then, it's like, you know, they were, but they were buying hula hoops then. Then they were buying cars. Then they were buying houses. And they've just, they went through this economy and now, now they're retiring. And now, you know, and it's just all these different things they do. They took over Congress. They, they, they change all these laws and the, they're primarily Democrats. But now the Republican baby boomers on their watch, what have they done? What have they done? And see, we're going to invite some of these uh, baby boomer Republicans. Well, the Democrats, too, they never, ever come. Okay, they never come. But well, I'm going to want to find out from Senator Frank Ruff. What have you done? Okay, on your watch, since you've been in the Senate, what have you done? Okay, and it's, I'm going to challenge him just like I challenge any other Republican that I call a low-fat Republican, I want to know the same thing from all of them. On your watch, what have you done? We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to open up the phone lines, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. And I tell you, folks, this uh, Valentine's Day music, this is some really, really good old school stuff here. And uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And, uh, you know, welcome back to the program. The really real deal. I am, of course, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, uh, Brother Craig. And, uh, you know, folks, um, a friend of mine uh, brought to my attention uh, an article. I had seen the article in the news. I had even seen it on Facebook. Someone, uh, I, I mean, I don't know how people can be so, well, actually, I do know how they can be so wicked. It's it's, it's the devil in people, you know. Um, but a helpless little dog, someone tied the dog to a fence and set the thing on fire, you know, and uh it's just uh, down down t- in the downtown area near uh, my alma mater, VCU. Uh, just the, the, the depravity. Uh, and we live in a society where the people uh, up at the top and in my home state of Virginia, they say a border side is okay. 
okay, that you make the baby comfortable, have a conversation about whether or not the baby should live. And so is it any wonder that people uh, treat dogs that way? You know, I had a dog, um, uh, I've had two dogs named Rocky, but the real Rocky was the first one. I love me some Rocky, I'm telling you. And a little kid pulled up on a bicycle, pulled a gun out, and, and shot my dog. I mean, and the neighbors would not tell me who the kid was, but I, I only could imagine, and I prayed, Lord, please turn that kid around, because I figured that at some point in time, that kid was going to grow up to shoot people. And uh, now that was probably uh, 20 years ago. And um, just, I mean, it's just, it's just horrific, the things that not only people do to animals, but the things people do to one another. It's just, it's just tremendously terrible. Uh, anyway, uh, we have a first-time caller, uh, Perry, calling in from Sandston. And I think uh, uh, first time even here in the program. Is that right, Perry? Yes, sir, Brother Craig, it sure is. I was told by a, uh, my neighbor about you. He says, you got to listen to Brother Craig. I uh, <laughs> found you on the dial. In fact, I was walking and was able to stream you through my cell phone and listen to you while I was taking my daily walk. Oh, okay. And you are awesome. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> right. very, that's very kind of you. I really appreciate that, sir. Yeah. What I would like to talk about. I'm a retired private investigator. Mm -hmm. And prior times, I've done a lot of PI work for the African-American community, uh, various little civil rights groups. Uh, I think you probably know the name Salim Kalfani. Oh, yeah. Marty Jewell, Marty Jewell, Renetta Look, Thompson. I started my radio career over at WCLM, and uh, Salim Calfani had a radio program. He came on right behind me. And I tell you, every time I went off the air as I drove home and was listening to his program, for the first 20 minutes, his callers were upset over what I had just said. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I want to talk about. Uh, Lynetta and Marty uh, and some other folks have been all over the uh, news. That's my cat, excuse me. <laughs> He's trying to grab my cord here. Uh, They've been all over the news uh, trying to prop up Lieutenant Governor Fairfax. Mm -hmm. And they're calling for the same things that we were calling for with Kavanaugh. Right, right. Now, but the difference is, though, with Kavanaugh, there was no evidence at all, and the whole thing was obviously made up. And but this is very credible. This is very credible. And one of the complainants is she not a sister? Yeah, I thought they both were. I well, I hadn't seen the first one. I saw. You know, a black female. The, the second one, I don't know. Okay, all right. So I'm going to assume they're both sisters. But even if it's only one, here they are on the news, on television. Marty's talking about uh, he's not a soothsayer. He don't have what we've got to give Fairfax justice. Huh. Well, they didn't say that about 
for Kavanaugh. Oh, yeah. They, they were saying for not a, no Republican would ever get forgiveness or understanding or opportunity <laughs> to grow. I mean, they've tied <laughs> yeah. themselves in a pretzel over uh, Governor Northam, where he's not the man he used to be. Uh, I mean, and the same thing with Herring. I mean, what did Herring even do? He wants to be a rapper. He's 19. Cut the man some slack. That's not an insult to black people. He admired the musicality of a certain artist. And as a kid, he wanted to imitate that person in a dance contest. What's wrong with that? That's a compliment. compliment. With Fairfax, instead of making the, as a PI, I do criminal defense. Uh, I worked the Ashland Walmart shooting, for example. Mm-hmm. The argument for they should have made was that the allegations are 15 years old and there is no uh, physical evidence. It's only the, the, the word. Mm-hmm. So how can we... Uh, demand that. See, that's the argument that should have been made. Yeah, How can we but the problem. But it's a 15 year old allegation. Yeah. However, the, what do they do? They throw the sister under the bus. Oh, of course. It's because it's all about politics and power and money, and they're trying to shake down um, Governor Northam. I talked about it yesterday, all these black colleges. Matter of fact, these black colleges, they won't even let me come there to give a speech, okay? Uh, but they got their head in their hand, and they want $5 million each, okay? There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's all about money and power. And seeing these these stupid people, they gave up $250 million when they um, uh, got rid of George Allen uh, in an election over this silly little macaca. Okay, they uh, they they hate Republicans so bad. George Allen had gotten uh, five five hundred million dollars for black colleges. And then they when the Democrat got in there, Jim Webb, they end up they got two hundred and fifty million. I give you a little insight into Allen because I got a line into. But you you got to do it in 30 seconds, though. All right. He's gullible. He went out to outside. um, uh, it. What do they call them? Uh, I'm having a senior moment here. He went to advisors, outside of the state advisors. Mm-hmm. They gave him bad advice because they didn't understand the state. Yeah. And then and then the Democrats sent this operative in mm-hmm. to taunt him until Allen popped off and made that comment. Yeah. That's at- how that went down. Exactly, because Republicans, I've been saying it. Now, this is your first time hearing this, but folks been hearing me say it forever. Republican Governor Goofball... Republican Senator Stu Pid. Enough said. <laughs> uh, you, got, you got a new fan, Greg. Right. Thank you, brother. You All take right. care. God bless. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Ooh, 
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, as was list as as we listen to a little bit <laughs> of Anita Baker, a true songstress here on a Valentine's Day evening. And uh, we want to welcome our good friend Horace to the program. Horace, what's on your mind, brother? Hi, Brother Craig. Yeah, I just want to make it quick. Uh, listen, um, I'm an independent. Um, I vote on both sides. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm voting for the Republicans. Well, God bless and, you, brother. Uh, You're a thinking yeah. man and you have a heart. Yes, I'm voting for the Republicans because um, Trump was meeting due season. Exactly. You get it, what I was talking about, the seasons. Yeah. It's that time. And see, and all across the country, what what we need is we need candidates. That's why I'm so glad Dale Sturdivant is in the race. And I hope that there are many, many more that will challenge these go-along-to-get-along, do-nothing Republicans. These jokers, they eat tofu and celery for lunch every day. You know, right. I want a man that's a meat eater, you know, steak and onions. You know, right. we don't we don't we, we got enough of these blueberry tarts. The, the right. Democrats need to be opposed and defeated, not gotten along with. Yeah. So thank you for that. Now, the reason the reason why I call you is this. Um, I didn't vote for the Democratic crew here in um, in 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 Virginia. Mm hmm. I didn't vote for Fairfax, or I didn't vote for the Ku Klux Klan governor. Um, I, I, uh, but I believe Fairfax is due to a fair hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just can't see women coming out of the blue sky and claiming that. I understand. Yeah. 40 years ago. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Now, it wasn't. The reason why I feel this way, Brother Craig. Yes. I have two boys, and I would never like any woman to come Mm -hmm. with after that long. Right. To claim that they raped them. I understand. But But look at the standard, okay? This was uh wasn't 40 years ago but they just took out a a guy in Alabama over something that was 40 years old and then they almost took out um Brett Kavanaugh and they almost took out uh 30 years ago they almost took out Clarence Thomas and in yeah. in in each of those three cases it was all made up it was nothing it was nothing you know, you know, So there's I a under- double standard I it, I understand the the um the 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 um the, the process what's going on but my the, what I'm trying to figure out is how comes the Democrats have so much power over the Republicans because Republicans like are that, full of fear the Word of God says it's the most often repeated phrase in the Bible it says fear not. The most offering, as a matter of fact, every time an angel appears, the first thing out of the angel's mouth, fear not. Okay? People are naturally fearful. There's certain people that are fear, and Republicans, they want to be nice, they want to be respectable, they tend to be uh, Christians, and so Christians are taught to be nice and polite and respectable. And But when you're in war, brother, 
you know, we don't understand that political war, it's like war. You just don't use a gun. You use words. You use thinking. You use strategy. And and we don't get that. We still think they're our friend across the aisle. They are our opponent. Mm. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just believe that they are part of the swarm. Yeah. And then a lot of people, they get up on their talk. 30, 30 seconds, well, Horace. Yeah, well, Trump said that he was going to let Mexico pay for the wall. And they really don't understand. Yeah. He's got his ways. He's going to get that money. Yeah. But listen, brother. Gonna, of course, he's going to get the money. I think so. That yeah, Trump yeah. is smart. But I, yeah. I appreciate you calling, brother. You be blessed Thank now. Thank you very much. All Thank right. Thank you for hearing me. Yeah. Oh, anytime, anytime. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Big Mike on the other side of the break. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on a Valentine's Day evening here, final 15 minutes of the program, and we want to welcome Big Mike to the program. You know, there's guys that call up here that they're just Mike, but you're Big Mike, so. (laughs) (laughs) What's on your mind, brother? Thank you, thank you. Well, as a quick aside, uh, I certainly hope to find the person that did that to that dog because the latest I heard is the dog might not make it. That, yeah. That's awful. I can't believe. Well, yes, I can anymore. Yeah, Listen. yeah. People are wicked, man. I told you about what they did to Rocky, and I'm like, yeah. uh, I tell you, uh, that song, one of the reasons why I like that song, Mr. Bojangles, so much, and it had a section in it that says, after 20 years, he still grieves. I'm telling you, after 20 years, I still miss, hey, I still miss my Rocky, and you know, I, I and, miss my German Shepherd who yeah. died in '83. He's buried in the backyard. He always wanted to be with me, and he, he's right there with me in the backyard. And it's funny, the people live behind me had a dog named Rocky. There was half German Shepherd and half something else. That yeah. dog, he's 16 years old. Yeah, Rocky <laughs> was something, man. I've uh, and look, every every. Little thug around would bring their dog to try to sick the dog on Rocky. Rocky was undefeated. I saw Rocky one day whip two Rottweilers at the same time. Oh, well, man, he was. I mean, he was something. He was just as gentle with me, though. And uh, I got him because uh, somebody that had him had him in a neighborhood where the kids threw uh, bricks and things at him. They they made him mean, and he bit a. 
he bit a couple of people, and they were going to put the dog down. Yeah. And so I took the dog, and, uh, you know, guys would bring their pit bulls or had chains on their necks and try to sick them on Rocky. Oh, and, man. man, the dog would look up at the owner and, like, are you crazy, man? That's Rocky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I, this business of, of, of uh, having those dogs fighting and everything is something else. Yeah. But uh, my main reason is, uh, you know, I don't know uh, – uh, this guy, what's his name, Sturdivan? Yes. Uh, yeah, well, he didn't mention if anybody wanted to contribute to him directly because I get all these letters. I'm looking at one right now. It's from Citizens for the Trump Agenda, uh-huh. and they want me to send them money, and they're going to me for, to sign this petition, and it's a petition, don't impeach President Trump, and they're going to give it to McEachin. Now, do you think this is going to make any difference to McEachin? Yeah, no. Nothing at all, but these people, they're going to get some money mm-hmm. and some big deals making money out of this. Yeah. The same thing with the Democrat. I got the, uh, a questionnaire from the uh, National Republican uh, Committee. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first thing they're looking for is to see if there's a check in there or whether you signed to donate some money by credit card. Mm-hmm. If they don't see that, I believe they throw the questionnaire away. Yes, they do. I don't do. believe they're paying any attention. <laughs> so this que- and the thing I like about this, they sent me a postage paid return envelope, and this is what I wrote on it in big felt tip. I says, get behind Trump 100%. It's because of you. We still have that garbage called Obamacare mm-hmm. and not enough money for Trump to finish the wall. Yeah. And I said to people. Then you know that wall is in the Bible, don't you, Mike? Uh, uh, yeah, well, I know that. The, uh, never, never well, well, let me read that. it to you, brother, because I got it pulled up here. The book of Nehemiah, chapter four. Yeah, Nehemiah wanted them to be- rebuild the wall, yes. right? Says, but it came to pass that when. Pelosi and Schumer and Obama and the Arabians and <laughs> heard heard that the walls were being made up by Trump and that the breaches began to be stopped. They were very wroth with anger and conspired all of them together to come fight against them and to hinder the rebuilding of the wall. That's uh, the know, word of God, brother, not the word nothing, of Brother Craig. <laughs> there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun, brother. Okay, and finally on this thing I wrote, if people responsible for this phony Russia collusion investigation are not punished, then this government is rotten to the core. It is. Yeah, it's... and that's what I'm sending back to them, and they're paying for it with their own postage paid envelope. <laughs> and I wish, I wish more people would do that, and maybe we'd get some real action. Yeah, yeah. But Dale is going to, he's uh, early in his, he just signed his uh, uh, letter today, uh, uh, you know, literally right, just right. signed it before he came here. And right. so he's putting the fundraising and all that together. So that's very generous of you, Mike. But, uh, uh, you know, and I'll repeat what he said to go to his Facebook page, Dale, D-A-L-E. Well, now, wait a minute, man. You're talking to somebody that's uh, still using rotary dial phones. <laughs> well, you know, we got to forget that stuff. You just announced he can announce where if anybody wanted to send some money, even though I can't vote for him. Well, I'm telling the audience where that. Um, right. Yeah. And he'll we'll have him back and he'll give you uh, an, an address where you can send some money. But um, it's Sturdifen, S-T-U-R-D-I-F-E-N. Yeah, Dale Sturdy. Not like that joker that let those women beat him down over the ERA. Um, you know, this oh, yeah, guy, yeah. I don't think that they're going to beat him down. He's tough. You yeah. know, well, a soldier so. and uh undercover um, uh, state police officer, you know, yeah. uh, this the tip of the spear. Uh, he's the real deal, man. And, uh, 
you know, three yeah. children in the Naval Academy, uh, that might be a record. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, that that is something to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, that's impressive. That's yeah. something to brag about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that is good. Yeah. And anyway, well, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, his opponent will come on the air with you. Well, you know, I invite these Republicans, and I tell you, Ed Gillespie wouldn't come. Uh-huh. Jill Vogel wouldn't come. So it's not just... It's not just Democrats that won't face the hatchet, man. Uh-huh. A lot of these low-fat Republicans, you know, they'd rather go in a corner and munch on some celery and tofu, but uh-huh. they don't want to sit in this seat here. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I'm going to be fair with the man. I'm not going to yeah. beat him up, but right. uh, we'll see if he comes. If he comes, he's welcome. It, okay. Yeah. Well, but listen, thank you, brother. We really yeah. appreciate you calling. Right. Thank you. All right. All Bye-bye. right. Bye-bye. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take our final break of the day and uh, on a val- what What song we got? Well, just let it roll. We got plenty of uh, Valentine's Day music for you, and uh, tomorrow we'll get back with that hard-hitting Hatchet Man music. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Ain't there something I can give in exchange for everything you give to me? When I think my peace of mind is out of reach The scales are sometimes unbalanced And you bear the weight of all that has to be I hope you see that you can lean on me And together we can calm the snowy shoes When life's so strong and so Some bad ones. I've acted out my life in stages with 10,000 people watching. But we're alone now, and I'm singing this song to you. I know your image of me is what I hope to be. Now this one is just for Mrs. Hatchet. I treated you unkindly. Well, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> There's no one more important to me. Baby, can't you see through me? Cause we're alone now. And I'm singing the song to you. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, wrapping up another fantastic program. I pray that you all out there have a fantastic uh, Valentine's uh, Day. You know, I hope that uh, nine months from now there's a spike in the population. We need to get our uh, birth rates up, folks. And, uh, you know, one of the signs of a dying civilization is when the birth rate goes down below 2.1 babies per woman. And uh, so I just, you know, I'm just doing a public service here playing all this romantic music. <laughs> but, um, 
you know, we've had a great program and, um, you know, in all seriousness, uh, folks, uh, you heard, uh, my giving ad there and it actually, it played twice just then. And, uh, freedom is not free. So I would just encourage you all, please go to our website, the really real deal, uh, dot com, the really real deal, uh, dot com and, uh, help your friendly neighborhood hatchet man stand with me as a watchman on the wall. And, uh, we really, really, Greatly appreciate it. And uh, we're just going to let that be the final word for the day, folks. And uh, as always, I pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you, that the Lord would make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you, that the Lord would lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you. We're going to see you next week. Same hatchet time, same hatchet station. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Before the day I met you, life was so unkind. And you're the key to my peace of mind. Cause you make me feel. You make me feel. You make me feel like a natural woman.